1: culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: With youth sexual assault on the rise, many are seeing the issue as a crisis. And with the evidence continuing to mount around the prevalence of pornography and connections to sexual assault there are calls for the federal government to release the e-safety report on porn and age verification to protect children. They've had the report since March, but it's not been made public. Melinda Tankard-Reist leads Collective Shout. She's calling for the release of this report. Melinda, welcome along to 2020.
1: Thanks, as always, for your interest, Neil.
0: Melinda, the report was... Uh, was delivered in March, not been released. What, is, what are the frustrations for you here?
1: Neil, we have waited a long time for an age verification system to put one obstacle in the way of children accessing hardcore violent pornography. Myself and my colleagues pushed for a federal inquiry to the harms of pornography and the need for a proof-of-age protection system to try to limit exposure of porn to children because children are being harmed, they're having their developing sexual templates uh, distorted, they're getting harmful ideas about women and and girls and in entitlement and we know the harms. The harms are documented now globally and so we've waited a long time. We got the inquiry, the previous federal government uh, took up the recommendations, put them to e-safety and said to e-safety, you need to come up with a roadmap, a plan of action to roll out this system. Finally, the report has been uh, delivered to federal cabinet, but none of us know what's in it. The stakeholders concerned about children's wellbeing have no idea if the recommendations are strong enough or not. And if they are, if the federal government will act on them, we can't let another day go by. It's, It's already been too long.
0: Melinda, what are your thoughts about the evidence, this connection between pornography and sexual violence, uh, whether it's with uh, young children or girls or women, whoever it might be, uh, how strong is the evidence that they would have been considering?
1: The the evidence is very strong, Neil. The evidence is stronger than ever. A growing body of literature testifying to the negative impact of exposing young people to pornography. The evidence as documented, for example, by our peak body addressing violence against women, our watch, the evidence produced by the UK Children's Commissioner uh, as recently as January of this year, the evidence uh, compiled in our National Plan of Action to address violence against women, all acknowledges porn as a significant driver of violence against women and girls, of sexual harassment, of rape acceptance that no really means yes, the stories we are hearing in schools every day are getting worse. They're getting worse younger. We have year five and sixes telling us now about being harmed by porn-inspired acts of boys and probably the most compelling, chilling piece of evidence I can give your listeners today, Neil, is the uh, stats produced by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, a shocking finding that the largest cohort of sexual offenders in Australia is aged 15 to 19 years of age. And uh, the global research says that porn is a contributing, significant contributing factor to this uh, chilling and alarming reality.
0: That is a very chilling fact. And if we're talking children who've been exposed to pornography and even developing no doubt... Addictions, which alter behaviours when it comes to these issues around sex and leading to violence, is age verification the answer or is it part of the answer? Where does that fit into an intervention in in how you might change this generationally?
1: Yes. Neil, no-one is saying that proof-of-age protections is a, a silver bullet that will end the problem. Uh, It's just that this is one step that a number of countries are rolling out. This is one step you would like to think that we could find common ground around protecting children. Children are being exposed every day to rape porn, torture porn, sadism, incest porn. They are not going to learn healthy ideas about women and girls. They're going to be set up for failure. They're not going to have healthy, intimate, respectful relationships when porn is the biggest Department of Education, biggest sex educator in the world. This is a predatory industry. It is preying on our young. It is grooming our children. We're seeing the fruits of that now. So while we don't say it will solve the whole problem, it will at least put one obstacle in the way because right now, Neil, the majority, vast majority, close to 100% of porn sites don't require any proof of age. Only 3% have a ticker box, yes, I'm over 18, with no proof. No proof, no accountability, no follow-up, nothing uh, to check the actual age. So this uh, system, five other countries have agreed to it so far. Uh, Australia cannot lag behind. We need to implement this system as soon as possible. This is a public health crisis, Neil. And uh, we just hope the government won't just sit on this report. Uh, We can't allow this just to gather dust on a shelf. We need an urgent response. We want it to be released. The public has a right to see this report. Uh, You know, the community is concerned. We need to see this report. And if the recommendations are strong, we need them to be acted on as a matter of urgency.
0: So the government has the report. And uh, within that report, there's hope for a roadmap for a mandatory age verification. What are your suspicions here, Melinda, about what might be in the report that might be delaying yes. the delivery of these findings? Uh, what could be suspicious? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I hate to be cynical, Neil, but I've been working in this space for a long time. Uh, I, I would like to think that uh, eSafety has come up with a robust enough uh, plan of action to protect our young people I would like to think that e-safety A- has not put the vested interests of the sex industry ahead of the wellbeing and welfare of vulnerable children. That's what I'd like to think. However, uh, I also know there are powerful vested interests that want no regulation, that want no restriction, that don't care about children. Uh, powerful vested interests whose business model is to build the next generation of porn consumers. And I just so hope uh, that their profit driven motives and wishes uh, are not prioritized over the well-being of children and the well-being of the broader community it remains to be seen neil i need to see what's in that report uh, my colleagues and other stakeholders who actually care about children need to see what is in this report uh, let's not have it uh, buried let's not have it forgotten we we want to see it urgently
0: So the evidence is there, connection between pornography and sexual violence, and some might be thinking, well, uh, we'll just have the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, we won't worry about that fence at the top, Uh, there are women and uh, there are people who are suffering here. Uh, Is pornography one of the key planks that has to be contained if you're actually going to put a halt to sexual violence?
1: Absolutely Neil and this has been established. Uh, I've written on this, I've um, co- compiled the research on pornography as a driver of violence against women because it teaches that women want to be violated, that women really want to be abused and degraded and and raped, uh, that women uh, should be uh, subjugated, that they should be in, in pain. The most popular genres of porn are the most violent and Cultural norms are taught through pornography. As I said, pornography is the biggest department of education for our, our boys. And finally, now this is being acknowledged in the you know the, the critical documents on this issue, the National Plan of Action to Violence Against Women, state and federal governments agreeing we have to do something about this. And uh, my colleague Daniel uh, Principe and I argue that uh, we cannot teach respect and consent in schools If we're not doing so through a porn-critical lens, Uh, some groups are going into schools, but they're not actually teaching to a porn-critical framework. Uh, Some of them are actually pro-the-sex industry, uh, don't see an issue with porn, think that kids can send sexual uh, images to each other safely. Uh, This is not going to work, but this will make the problem even worse. So we do need that strong porn-critical approach if we have any hope of addressing the sexual assault
0: crisis. And Melinda, we've got uh, an industry, a porn industry, which I think we would all agree is predatory towards kids. Mm. They might say they're aiming at adults, but kids have access to it. Uh, The government Mm. has a responsibility, no doubt, but I wonder if you've got Mm. an encouragement here for parents that there's a responsibility Mm. role for parents as well in how they might try and contain this epidemic.
1: Well firstly, Neil, yes, uh, the porn industry would would, would claim it uh, only aiming at adults, however, it, it does deliberately drop porn into the feeds of, of children. That's their business model. Uh, they need young people, particularly boys consuming porn, consuming porn early to set them up with this uh, you know lifelong compulsive use. What can parents do? Well, Parents need to acknowledge this terrible reality. It's not a matter of if my child will be exposed to porn, it's a matter of when. Uh, In the UK now, the findings are that average age of first exposure is 13. Now, that's the average, not the first age. So we need to be equipped. We need to keep the channels of communication open. We need to tell our kids that if they see uh, explicit imagery, if they see uh, porn, if it's shown to them by another kid, it's not their fault. Uh, They will see it, but they need to be able to tell a trusted adult about what they've seen. Of course, have every filtering device uh, possible, every filtering system possible, but keep those channels of communication open. Don't have a breakdown or a meltdown. If your child tells you that they've uh, been exposed to porn, then they won't tell you next time. But then, of course, as well as the parental action, the parental conversations, the parental protections, we need a whole-of-community approach. This is too hard for parents on their own. It is not a fair fight. We are up against a multi Billion dollar industry, and that's why we need our governments and our regulatory bodies uh, to step up and have some proof of age protection uh, for our kids.
0: Well, Melinda Tankard Reast, at uh, this time uh, you're calling for a release of that report so that you can give it consideration. You can see what sort of a map is in place, uh, whether that that's accords right. with uh, thoughts yes. about whether that's a worthwhile pathway uh, to be able to yes. protect kids. Uh, Melinda leads Collective Shout and to connect with Melinda, find out some more details about this issue we're talking about now with pornography and other issues and campaigns that Collective Shout are into. Uh, CollectiveShout.org, CollectiveShout.org. Melinda tankard Rest, thanks, thanks so much for your update today.
1: Well, thanks, Neil. If I could also encourage your listeners to contact their federal MPs and ask where is this report we need your listeners to contact their MP to build some momentum, to build a demand around saying, release this report. We have on our website and Ask Your MP uh, tab. Go to that tab and it will tell you everything you need to raise this with your MP, your representative.
0: Not only a source of information, but a resource to be able to take action. Collectiveshout.org. Thanks, Melinda.
1: Thanks as always, Neil.